from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Lizzie Donaldson and Cool Hand Luke. Alright, stand back, you pedestrians. This ain't no automobile accident on this week's final episode. Hello and welcome to the final episode of High on Film Sobering Talk About Movies, episode 250. No. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Chris Maxwell. I'm your host here for one last time, once more with feeling, as I think you both just quoted uh, <laughs> the two other people around the podcast table with me today. We are discussing Cool Hand Luke from 1967, directed by Stuart Rosenberg, written by Don Pierce and Frank Pearson, based off the novel by Don Pierce. Normally, we choose guests and they choose movies, but on the 50s and 100s, well, that's my turn. I get a little something for me, you know. Brad, as we'll get to, gets to get him on the 25s and 75s. But being as this is 250, never mind Brad. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, Great way to start off the final one. Right, exactly. <laughs> never mind Brad. Why change now? Why change now? Uh, no, this is my favorite movie. It's from my favorite era of films. I love... Uh, the rural shots, the color palette, the angles, the philosophy, uh, Paul Newman's performance, of course, above maybe all of it, I think he is just the coolest. Uh, and it's, of course, I first saw it when I was in college when, you know, this kind of damn the man movie would really appeal to you. Right. Uh, <laughs> when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, it first came out. <laughs> but uh, I've never lost my love for it, and I am so excited to share it uh, with these two wonderful people around the podcast table today. I said I'm Chris Maxwell, I'm your host from the coast, let's get to the man who's right to my left, the co-host from the couch, and the Brad Davis that God gave us, my co-host and friend, Brad Davis. Christopher? Bradley. How we doing? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, here's a 250, huh? It's a 250. We made it. Yeah, we made cheers. it. They just cheers. They just cheers glasses for those that aren't watching this. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't have the visual. There's no way you could have put it together. Tune into the live stream. <laughs> Available. <laughs> Brad, you've seen this movie before, right? Yeah, a couple times. A couple times. I know we've watched pieces of it together mm -hmm. before. Yeah, this is probably my third time all the way through. Pieces oh. of it? Yeah, like when it's on TV. Yeah, yeah, it was on actually on TV maybe a couple months ago or something. Yeah. And we were watching parts of it. How do you feel about this film? Uh, it's great. Great, okay. I mean, it's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty great. I, I like it a lot. I, I agree with your assessment. The best part of the movie is... Paul Newman's Newman. performance. Yeah, he's awesome. It's his best performance, I would argue. I, I've, I there's a lot of Paul Newman movies I haven't seen. So, yeah. but I think it's he's pretty fantastic. In it. Yeah, this or Cars. <laughs> it's one of those two for sure. Yep. Yeah. Cars. Incredibles two, buzzed off film out now. <laughs> Never stop plugging. Shameless plug. Never stop shameless plugging. Um. <laughs> Yes, Paul Newman, great, great. One of my favorite actors, I will say. Um, and here, he doesn't let me down. Brad, let's get to the guest. I think that's a great idea, the Chris. The person we invited on for our final podcast. She has been on many times before. And, uh, boy, would you know, she is, in fact, these last six episodes, we've been doing the complete inverse of our first six episodes. She is our very first guest we ever had on High On Film. She has celebrated Christmas and Halloween and two Oscar Spectaculars with us, that making her 11th appearance, 
the alpha and omega of Haihan Film, <laughs> an incredibly talented writer, a wonderful friend of my life, and the next queen of your TV screen, Lizzie Donaldson returns to the show for their final time. Thanks, fellas. Uh, thank you, Lizzie. Welcome back to High on Film. Thank you so much. We got you on the 50s and 100s, Brad on the 25s and 75s, Lizzie on the 1s and 2s. 1s and 2s. 1s <laughs> <laughs> and 250s. 1s and 250s. <laughs> I guess this is my 11th time. I I um kind of went back and reviewed. I thought I was on 10, so I'm missing a, a, a movie. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, do you remember what you, the very first episode of High on Film yeah, was? Yeah, I did uh, League of Their Own. Okay, correct. Uh, the next one you did is an Oscar Spectacular. Do you remember what it is? Working Girl? No. Oh, this is what I'm missing. That's another one, though. That's your other Oscar Spectacular. Um, it's the year before that, I believe. Oh, it was another 80s um, movie, then? Episode 10 of High on Film. I believe you were also our first repeat guest. I'm oh. just... I'm a record smasher. <laughs> you are, you are. Um, like Working Girl, it was another movie that was oh, not oh, very good. Oh, oh, it was uh, Fatal Attraction. Despite being on oh, the picture. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. I actually brought up Working Girl today at work. Oh. Yeah, appropriately enough. There you go. Just like, remember how a B-plot in that movie was, did Harrison Ford rape me or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neither one of those movies hold up. Oh, that's t- it's tough. All right. Yeah. Uh, there's one in between those two, though. Do you remember what it is? Big Chill? Oh, like that's after that. That's after Working Girl. The one in between is actually, I think, uh, it's our, no, it's probably our second animated film, episode Oh, 38. Toy Story. I did Toy, Toy Story. Story. Sure. Yes, yes. Great movie. Then you did let's the, watch that one. <laughs> let's watch Toy Story. <laughs> Turn off the podcast, let's go watch another movie. Um, then you did Big Chill. Then we did Christmas. Do you remember what you did for Christmas? It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Uh, and then your next episode, 144, was Halloween. Remember your scary movie? Scream. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. the only scary movie I can stomach. I'm a big baby. <laughs> it's like barely scary. It's more sarcastic than scary. Yeah, yeah. It's a great one. Yeah, it's great. It plays it's with horror fantastic. tropes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we did, Then I believe we put some shackles on you to go with the cool hand Luke metaphors already. Uh, <laughs> and gave you some more re- re- uh, restrictions. We yeah. made you choose a dog movie. Oh, right, right. Uh, Homeward Bound. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite yeah. high on film Instagram photos. Oh, right. Oh, right. We had makeup. We had hair and makeup. We did. Good hair and makeup. Uh, and then we made you do the first of a trilogy. The first oh. film in a Toy trilogy Story. of films. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the did that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So she's done the first film with yeah. two trilogies. Yeah, what? One, the other ones I was remembering. We missed the Toy Story 2, though. We did miss we Toy Story We only did two. one and three. Yeah. yeah. And I love Toy Story 2. Okay. get enough credit. Give up. Give up. Spider-Man. Oh, fuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right before... Uh, right before this, the new... The story. Homecoming the new Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, two before Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. Right. And then three before Spider-Man Homecoming. Buzzed off film. It was a good one to revisit. It was. And then your uh, your last appearance before this on High on Film was uh, 2.38... Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Bingo, there it is. One of the greats. One of the greats. What a nice little swath of movies you got I here, know, too. really a nice uh, variety. Yeah, a really nice variety. Yeah. Um, thank you for being on so many times and being here thank for our final episode. Thank you for having me. I, I'm quite honored. I can't believe I've been on 11 honored. times. I'm blown away by that. That's madness. That is that is madness. No one's going to listen to this. They've Brad and I have been on 250 <laughs> times. What? That's yeah. even worse. It's crazy. Perfect attendance. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spoil it. We're going to give out the awards at the end of the show. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm getting a certificate. Uh, Lizzie, you've seen Kool-Aid Luke before? Am yes. I correct in yes, saying I've that? Yes, I've seen Kool-Aid Luke before. Any, any uh, off-the-bat opinions? Right off the bat. Uh, I mean, it's 
It's wonderful. It's been a few years since I've seen it. Um, so I had a, I'm going to keep myself a swirly after saying this, but a great appreciation for the cinematography this time around. Mm-hmm. Like really got in this side for a couple shots, but whatever you, you give, you, you give and take with the shots. We'll get to those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, just the beauty of it and the, the amount of golden hour shots was much appreciated this time around. It was, yeah, it's a beautiful movie. It's really good. I, so much associated that movie until this viewing with the escape attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and then this viewing was just like not as much about that for me. Like that was what really stuck out. And I was like, oh, he's really like in jail most of the time. For some reason, I was like, oh, I thought he was on like the road for like half this movie oh, for yeah, no yeah. reason. It's been a while since I've seen it all the way through, but I my memory of his escapes right, takes up more like, of this movie. Totally, it feels like more like too. it's like half the movie where it's really the last quarter yeah yeah well once he starts escaping he never stops yeah, right exactly yeah. really Which surprised me yeah. around two spoiler oh, prison shit. camp yeah. spoiler prison camp that was <laughs> that's what you what? went with <laughs> well we've been changing it up as we get into different spoiler countries yeah. Oh. yeah so like we're stepping into spoiler country we're jumping in the spoiler river you know we try to theme them to the movie that would have been Spoiler River? That would have been better than... Throw off the scent, though. Spoiler Prison Camp. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately topical. Uh, Oh, jeez. Yeah, well... Terrible. Oh, you're right. Better than a racing history. Anyway, guys. Okay. Prison. (laughs) Um, Let's get into our first time-honored segment. Uh, Trash, Star, Destroy. We give you three movies of a similar ilk... One, you must trash, which means it's eliminated from existence. One, you get to star in in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And of course, then the third must be destroyed. Which means that the only version of that film that has ever existed has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Armageddon fame. Thanks, Mike. Thanks Uh, thanks thanks for the run. Yeah. Uh, 250 episodes. We've been doing this since... I can't believe you haven't gotten him, honestly. Like... (laughs) He never calls. You've built his fan base. I know. That was all us. We've been playing Trash Star Destroy since episode 19, by the way. Yeah. That's when it came about. So that's like 200 and... Were you just playing regular Fuck, Mary Kill before that? I don't know. No, no. We were doing um, a segment called Mailbag and then a rotating Mailbag. bit of games of taglines or a Mad Libs game or, uh, or something else, too. A bunch of stuff we abandoned. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of stuff. <laughs> International Pandering was a game for a while. Right. I liked International Pandering. Was I was one. not good at it. It was good. It was tough. It was, no one was good at it. Yeah. Not every movie worked for that. Sure. Um, which is why we only did it frequently. Infrequently. That's why we only did it frequently. We <laughs> only did it all the time. I did it as frequently as we could. Okay, guys. Let's do... Um, you know, only a few weeks ago we lamented that we only did one Steve Martin movie on this podcast. And I think here I am to lament once more that this is the only Paul Newman movie we have ever done on this podcast. Well, there are a lot of movies. There are a lot of movies. We've only done 240-something. Right. I know, but these are are big movie stars. It's what happens when you give control to the people. It's true. (laughs) Always a mistake. Yeah. No. Done a couple of Tom Hanks, done a couple couple of Tom Cruise. Suckers. Yeah, suckers. Everyone loves Toms. That's true. The shoes as well. They give back. Yeah, they give back. 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 All Toms give back. Yes. So let's do three Newman movies. (laughs) Bravo. Thank you. I'm glad we got to do that on this last episode. (laughs) Reference a television show? Yeah, it was great. All right. We'll do The Hustler. We'll do Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. 
We'll do his other Robert Redford pairing, The Sting. Hmm. All right, I'm, I'm going to suck at this. I've only seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh. And I, that's the one I haven't seen. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Hustler, wait, what? And, oh, Sting. Butch Cassidy and The Sting. Yeah. Well, okay. So Hustler is definitely more of a dramatic character study film. So I, I feel like I feel like I want to star in the Sting. Starring okay. the Sting. Oh wow! Fun. All right. Who? Uh, what role do I play though? The Sting. The Sting. Yeah, I'm gonna play the Stinger. The Stinger. Uh, I'm gonna take Robert the Redford Shaw. role. <laughs> Yeah, like Robert Shaw. I'm gonna take the Redford role. Uh, okay. to work with Paul Newman in the movie and Robert Shaw. Uh so I'll star in the sting. That means Hustler and what was the other one? Butch Cassidy and the Butch Sundance Cassidy, Kid. Sundance Kid which I haven't seen. I'm gonna trash Hustler because mm-hmm. I don't think that I mean it's much more of just like this kind of you get some pull. But does other that than that, he gets a character study. D- does that mean he eliminates Color of Money and his Oscar win? No, it's probably just that's now an original film. Okay. And it's not really a sequel to The Hustler. Hustler. All right. Um, so I'll trash that. It's a that. sequel? Yeah. Scorsese made the sequel to The Hustler. Yeah. Color of Money. 20 years later. I gotta listen to more movie podcasts. With Tom Cruise. Is it only 20 years later? <laughs> Something like, like that. I don't or know. Maybe 20. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because Hustler is late 50s and Color of Money is like 84. So 25 years or something. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm going to trash Hustler and then I'm going to give Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid to Michael Bay. They shoot guns, so mm. I feel like... How do you know? You haven't seen it. I've seen... Talk about your ass, bro. I've seen posters. Okay. Yeah, they do shoot on the posters. Yeah, they yeah, shoot yeah. on right, the posters. Right, 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 right. 61 to 86. So 25 years? Oh. 25 years. Yeah, that's nice. There you go. All right, Lizzie, do you know what you're doing here? No, not at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is just in general, in life. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the party. Do you know what you're doing here? Though, um, I haven't seen The Hustler, but I think I'm going to star as The Hustler, whoever that is. Oh, yeah. Paul Newman. Give yeah. Me, yeah. I, can do, I can do it better than that, jerk. Loser. Um, we've all said it on this show many a time. That's why we haven't done any films. That's right. Because he's so bad at acting. He's such a bad actor. I believe you could hustle Jackie Gleason out of some money. Oh, it's... It's Jackie Gleason? Well, that's, no, Paul Newman's the hustler. And right. he's hustling yeah. Jackie. Fast Eddie Felson. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then uh, Jackie Gleason is uh, Minnesota Fats. He's the, uh, he's the antagonist that no one beats. I can get one, one over beats. Jackie Gleason any day. I've okay. always said Especially that about Especially now you. that he's no longer alive. Yeah. That helps. Sure. Um, uh, I'm gonna uh, uh, tr- trash Bush Catching and the Sundance Kid because it's so wonderful. Okay. And I love that movie. Mm. And Brad needs to see that movie. Brad does need to see that it's movie. It's crazy. Um, I love it so much, so just You just should see let the Sting. Okay, well, I'm going to give it to Michael Bay. Both of those. And it's, you know, it's going to be great. He'll make it sting everyone. Oh, yeah. It'll be, like, it'll be Bumblebee. <laughs> it'll be Bumblebee. <laughs> Bumblebee from Transformers oh, stings Brad. everybody. It's the Sting. That's a great joke. It is a great joke. Thank you. I'm just lamenting the fact that, like, you know... That we've just destroyed everything I love with that. That was relating Sting back to the Michael Bay Bumblebee. Yeah. 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 Michael Bay Bumblebee. Asking you shall receive. Yeah, yeah. Michael Bay Bumblebee. Michael Bay Bumblebee. <laughs> Michael Bay Bumblebee. It's a good vocal warm-up. <sighs> um, okay. Sure. I get that. I'm going to star in Butch <laughs> Cassidy. completely illogical. <laughs> I forgot where you were. Sure. That, Great. that tracks perfectly. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I like you as the hustler. Thank you. Uh, you yeah. would be fun as the hustler. I like the other. Yeah. Do sure I wear a hat? I feel like he wears a hat. My, uh, no. my hustler wears a hat. They don't put a, They don't cover up that Paul Newman face with any hats. Yeah. You can cover up this this mug any day of the week. Yes. I'm going to star in Butch Cassidy the Sundance Kid. Dude. I am being the Sundance Kid, damn it. That makes sense. Sorry, Rob. Yeah, you got the, got the hair for it. Yeah, now Sundance is my sure. festival. Thank you. Oh, the good. Maxwell. Yeah, the long con. Yeah, now I'm, you get the festival. This is my sting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what he's been planning for years. Oh, right. All since episode one, all yeah. the way to 250. That's he right. He's won right. his own film festival. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of, actually. Um, <laughs> I am trashing the sting... Uh, maybe my least favorite of the three, although it's very good. But, you know, they play the entertainer too many times in it. That's maybe the one knock yeah. I have against it. Really? Yeah. They played, it's a, played lot. a lot. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, and I do think that uh, the hustler kind of plays right into Bay's hands. And he gets really? to play, yeah, like a sleazy pool game movie. Yeah, it's a, re- I mean, it would be like Bay's relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Mark Wahlberg coming in, shooting pool. And falling in love with Megan Fox. And falling in love with Megan Fox. Yeah, and it's um, that could work. Who? What's the Mark Wahlberg movie with uh, Bald John Goodman? Bald John Goodman. Yeah, he's like in a sauna in the preview, and he's completely bald. Coneheads. Coneheads. <laughs> no, there's a movie where it's called The Gambler or something. Oh, it is called The Gambler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there. That's it is. a remake. I want to say. Yeah. Well, so was. Well, I guess it's not a remake. It's destroyed. But you know, it's probably a lot like The Gambler. Okay. There it is. That makes sense. That ball, John Goodman's your Minnesota Fats. Mark Wahlberg's your Fassity Falco. Felson Falco. Edie Edie Falco. (laughs) Fast Edie Falco. That's why it's in my mind, yeah. She delivers the quickest dialogue in the game. Yep. (laughs) Great for uh, screwball comedies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, guys. All right. Want to do one more Trash Star Destroy? Why not? We're here anyway. We're here anyway. Guys, uh, since this was my pick, let's do my three favorite movies. Oh. oh. Of course. Okay. When you announce them, are these in order of one, two, and three? Or yes. are these just like... Yeah, yeah. They mix upon... Okay, all right. These Probably. Are set. These are set. It, it, it changed, you know, they, they shift, the yeah, you know. But as of right now. Tonight. Yeah, this probably. Morning. Probably. Well, this is probably the best... As of, of the Of the three of my top four. Okay. You know, so. Okay. okay. There might be one in between here. I don't but care what four is, by the way. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't tell us. Sure. Don't tell us. My favorite movie, Cool Hand Luke. Number two, Richard Linklater's Dazed and Confused. And number three, The Empire Strikes Back. All right. Caston. Big swing. Cool Hand Luke, Dazed and Confused, Empire Strikes Back. You guys got to go first because I do not know what I'm going to do here. <laughs> oh. Just going to curl up in a corner yeah. and rock back and forth for a little bit. <laughs> uh, boy. Okay, I think what I'm going to do is, do I start in Cool Hand Luke or do I star in Dazed and Confused? I think I'm going to star in Dazed and Confused. Interesting. Oh, man. No. Actually, I'm going to star in Cool Hand Luke. That's the movie I want to preserve more. I like I like that. That's my favorite movie out of these three. So I'm going to star in Cool Hand Luke. As I mean, this is terrible. I'm 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 Luke. Luke Jackson. You got to take it. It's too good not to. 
I'm gonna hurt the movie probably, but uh, it's a, it's such a great the best role. part of the movie. Your words, yeah, yeah. my words, Paul Newman. I mean, the egg scene. I I do like hard boiled eggs, so I'd have a blast. <laughs> there he is. Oh, they got him. That's why you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love hard boiled yeah. eggs. My mom always used to make a couple extra when she made them just for me. So yeah, the hard boiled eggs thing seals the deal. Uh, I do think that's the best role in these three movies, so mm -hmm. I'm going to take that very selfishly. I am going to... I guess I have to trash Dazed and Confused. Part of me wanted to trash Empire Strikes Back just so then the best Star Wars movie goes away. Because <laughs> that's funny to me a little bit. All right, there's plenty of Star Wars movies now. Not the best. <laughs> well, no, no. Something, oh. something else will take its place. Right. Yeah. Right. Attack of the Clones. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> um, Revenge of the Jedi. Revenge of the Jedi. It would probably be New Hope. Uh, yeah, probably. And then that means I am... Last Jedi, too. Yeah, so Trashing Days and Confused, and then Empire Strikes Back goes to Michael Bay. Michael Bay gets a Star Wars movie, huh? Yep, all the right. best one. The you best one. You know that's one. what he wants. That's all he wants. Yeah. Well, at least he gets the darkest one. I will say that. Is that good? I'd say so. I don't really consider Michael Bay as like... Yeah, Michael Bay directs I Am Your Father now. You know that like that line. I'm aware of... Maybe, I remember the movie. The number two most famous line in cinema. Yeah, well... Or three. He's a fantastic director. No Place Like Home. Megan went off, you can't refuse. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably a three, yeah? Yeah, I can give you that. Yeah, give me Maybe, that. yeah... Something from Casablanca might be in that uh, conversation too. Yeah, yeah. He was looking at you, kid. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Sam, play that song we like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam, what's that old number? <laughs> that's that's hey, number bud. four. Yeah. Uh, I love movie quotes. <laughs> Lizzie, what are you doing with these three? Oh, gosh. Well, I am starring in The Empire Strikes Back as Darth Vader because I love. Killing people. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, we said that about her. Um, no, Brad loves hard boiled eggs. Lizzie loves choking people, people without yeah. having to touch them. Sure. Um, it's cleaner. All the fun, yeah, none of the germs. <laughs> yeah. OCD. You're OCD, so. Um, I honestly think that Star Wars could do with a big lady bad in their universe. Absolutely. Um, Certainly could. I think, I think it does get a lot more one. psychological damage to say, I'm your mother, and then take your hand. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> It does actually. Yeah, that would hurt a lot more. I um, shoot. I guess days and confused to Michael Bay. What's he gonna do? There's a uh, gosh. This hazing scene is gonna really be illegal. Yeah, yeah. Like more illegal. Right. <laughs> I never saw it, but what was that movie? Project X. Oh. I, I imagine the big party that goes crazy in mm. high school. Yeah. I imagine that it's probably a little more of Michael Bay's days and confused. Big Party Goes Crazy. Big Party Goes Crazy. Yeah, that's basically what Days of Confused is, except it doesn't... Wild, wilder, more uh, perverted antics. Yeah, more bro-y. Yeah, of course more bro-y. Ben Affleck gets a bigger role. <laughs> the biggest role. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that leaves me trashing Cool Hand... No, wait. Yes, trashing. Yeah, trashing Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. That's a better fate. Them. I just don't want Brad to star in it. Sure. Well, you can't stop <laughs> me now. He loves eggs too much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. Jeez. Uh, oh, boy, oh, boy. I don't know what to do here. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh boy Chris. So, 
my impulse is to star in Empire Strikes Back. Naturally. But I wouldn't want to take over a role. Like, I, I wouldn't want to take over Luke from Mark Hamill or Han Solo from Harrison Ford. So, therefore, I'd have to play a new character. And the only really cool new character I'd want to play is Boba Fett, but then you don't get a big role and no one ever sees your face. Yeah. So, I think that leaves me starring in Dazed and Confused. That's what I saw for you. As I Jason think. London, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Randall maybe. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully I can, you know, hit it off with the old Dickie Links and we can make a few more movies together. I think he'd look good in those I could be Ethan Hawke before yeah. Ethan Hawke gets to him. He fits in that universe very well. Thank Thanks you. Bell-bottoms, no problem. Thanks, man. Oh, that, that means a lot, guys. Yeah. Yeah, and I could be in some more Linklater films if I play my cards right, you know. Yeah. Here we go. You could get a twin? Who knows? Get a twin? Yeah, yeah the Londons. Love the Londons. They're twins? I think so. They look a lot. They look exactly the same. Jason London and... Jeremy London? If they Jeremy are not twins, London? that gene line is very strong. Yeah. It's insane. I'm, yeah, I would look into like, that. Uh, like Reese Witherspoon and her daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Joey Lawrence and the other Lawrence. And the other Lawrence. The Lawrences? The Lawrences. Yeah. 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 They do Lawrences. Lawrences. Yeah. The Laurenti. I think they are twins. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're twins. They look exactly alike. Call in. Let us know. Jeremy or Jason. If Jeremy's yeah, yeah. your real name, I'm not even sure. Yeah, Call only if you're one of the two London's calling. 555 Hi. Is that what it is? All, these, t- all these years, I didn't know the phone. I, I feel like I've made up one before that wasn't that. Um, but then I think I have to go the way you're going here. Got trashing Cool Hand Luke and giving Michael Bay Empire Strikes Back. So your yeah. favorite movie never existed. Yeah. But I get to be in then what is my favorite movie. That's true, by default. It's a pretty good trade. Honestly. It's not. It's not a bad trade. Favorite yeah. movie? Hey, isn't that what Trash Star Destroy is all about? I think in all these episodes. Do you think Tom Hanks' favorite that. movie is Forrest Gump? <laughs> I hope not. I'd, I'd say at least a sixty-five percent chance. <laughs> favorite movie or favorite movie of his own? No. Favorite movie. Favorite uh, movie. Like how yeah, your yeah. favorite movie comes, you and uh, you confused. Yeah. His his could be legitimately a league of their own. I believe that. Mm. You know what? That one doesn't make me hate him at all. Yeah, I, that's I, fine. He's awesome. I, I hate to tell you this. It might be Saving Private Ryan. <sighs> I hate to hear that. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. I mean, it's a great movie. He loves World War II. I don't care. <laughs> this <laughs> is about us. Just letting you know. The one he did with Matt Damon and Vin Diesel. All right. He was all on that big band of brothers. Yeah. Tom Hanks joint. The Tom Hanks joint. <laughs> All right, guys, we're taking a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Lizzie Donaldson, more Cool Hand Luke, and more High on Film While It Lasts after this. And we're back, High on Film, the final episode, 250, here discussing my favorite movie, Cool Hand Luke, starring the one and only Paul Newman. That he just trashed. <laughs> Did you check the phone lines, Brad? No, I, Do we know if the Londons are twins or just brothers? Or I, no, I'm not, I'm cousins, not seeing anything Nothing yet, yet. okay. No one's called 555-HIGH. Oh, Jesus, alright guys. we didn't give an area code. Also, that's not our phone number. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's any of our phone no. numbers. I checked, I googled that, and 555 is definitely a fake... Like, number reserved for movies. I don't believe TV it. shows. No, that's definitely true. That's yeah. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's time for the first game of the podcast. That's worth a damn. A damn, of course, uh, in High on Filmland, translates to zero to two points. 
Uh, we'll each one judge each dam. other's performance. <laughs> one full damn. Uh, judge each other's performances from zero to two points. Uh, please use decimals to help refine your score as we each take a turn at summarizing Cool Hand Luke in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to watch. This is a 126 minute movie, allowing us each 12.6 seconds to get out the best summary you can of said film to be judged numerically by your friends. Capiche? Capiche. Great. Now, of course, during our break, we had our patented coin toss, coin toss. Since we've had uh, that, which we've done every single episode, uh, except for the, of course, um, podcast festival and high on film fest episodes. Uh, since episode eight, episode eight. Wow. And uh, Brad, uh, since you won the last one, like you normally do, you get to call it in the air. I did during the break. I did. We tossed it into the air. You called it. You said. Would you say Ted's? Ted's. It came up hails. I lost. You lost the coin toss. For the first time in two hundred and something 42. episodes. Yeah. Forty-two. Yeah. Well. Minus a couple episodes. Them. Yeah. yeah. It's like two thirty-nine. Don't worry. I love math, but don't worry yourself with, with the math. I love math so Save much. Save it for the math podcast, yeah. Brad. Yeah. yeah. Save it for math on film. <laughs> when we do a beautiful mind. <laughs> That's it. And pie. Yep. Imitation game. Yeah, good. See? Yeah. Math on film. Let me see. Can't wait. Brad, you lost the toy cost. I don't even know what to do. Except I guess it defaults to Lizzie, our guest. Oh, uh, Lizzie, God damn it. Do you yes. want to go first, second, or third? It's your prerogative. I'm going to go first. You're going to go first? Because I hate this one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to face does. it down and look it in the eye. Face it down, look it in the eye. 12.6 seconds to summarize the movie in three, two, one. Luke. Top that off of a. Uh, this is awful already. Meters. He goes to prison. He uh, it becomes a big hit. People love him. He tries to escape three times and dies in the end. Becomes a legend. Time. Uh, I love that you said he becomes a big hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's a, he's big a big hit. hit. He's becomes a, a legend, hit. which is true. Top it's of the true. charts goes straight to number one. No, straight to number one. I, I really appreciate uh, the points you just you. Pinpointed Thank after you. kind of like stumbling yeah, yeah. at the start. Well, you gotta make up for that time. You knew you had to make up for it. So you had to deal in a little more generalities, but it was pretty good. Thank you. Pretty good. Thank you. You're welcome. Brad Davis. Chris. Cool Hand Luke in 12.6 seconds. You ready? Why the hell not? Three, two, one. Luke gets arrested and joins a chain gang, and he ends up having to uh, try to escape a couple times because after his mom dies, he gets really upset with it. He tries three times. Uh, he gets caught all three times, and he gets shot in the end, and they take him away, and he dies in the car. Time. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Got some more details there. Very nice. Thank you. <clears throat> Superfluous details, I'd say. But <laughs> Maybe. Great Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Guy's in a cop car. Maybe. Do you need to know he's in a cop car? No. Well, he's not in an ambulance. Nope. And I feel like letting them know that is important because you know they can't save him. Chris, what can you say about your favorite movie in 12.6 Six seconds? seconds? Boy, well, we're about I'll, to find out. You. All right, no crying. <clears throat> Are you good? Yep, I'm good. In three, two, one. Luke Jackson, a man having an existential crisis, goes to a uh, southern work camp prison uh, where he uh, cleans off the side of the roads, tars roads, uh, becomes a big hit uh, by uh, <laughs> bragging and fulfilling a lot of his brags. Uh, he tries to escape three times, he brings Jack Lang with him and is killed. Boy, mm. really, really jumped on that big hit bandwagon. Well, it's all I can think of in the He does, he becomes second. a big hit bandwagon. He does. Yeah. 
It could be on the post. He, he, big 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 uh, he becomes, uh, shall I say, a savior. Uh, yeah, I think you and uh, certain hope? camera shots would say he's a savior. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Certain directors certain, of photography. Yeah. Certain storyboarders. Blocking, if you will. Yeah, certain storyboarders. <laughs> <laughs> directors feeling great about themselves. Yeah. You know, he, he achieves Herculean feats, tries to escape three times, goes to a church. Talks to God. Does he? No, God doesn't. Well, maybe he does, but God just might not respond. Yeah. He does talk he to does God. Respond. He, he does respond. He does talk yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. He says, well, this is how you respond to me? By sending Dragline and a bunch of cops? Yes. Yeah. Well, you are a hard, maybe you are a hard case. Guys, it's, obvious. <laughs> it's time for our second game of the podcast. First, impressions. This game worth zero to three points, so a little heavier weighted. One half a damn weighted more than uh. the last game. Uh, of course, we're each going to supply a line from Cool Hand Luke to the person sitting to our right that we would like to hear them impersonate to the best of their ability for those said points. Lizzie, you went first last time, so Brad gets to go first this time and give me any line he'd like to hear me impersonate. Well, Chris, because I am such a diligent worker. A diligent worker? What does that have to do? I did not look up the actor who said the line. <laughs> I see. That I see. I'm gonna about to give uh, that I'm about to give you. If you want to uh, call in, if you know it. If, <laughs> if you know five it, five it. five hi. Not hello, hi, but like hi above. Not H I I I. No, not my uncle. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, but it is a line from, oh god, I don't even know the character's name. I am the worst. 250. It's Carr. Clifton James is the actor. Okay. Uh, that's, How do you uh, know what he's going to give you? <laughs> uh, I'm always uh, very... Pay no attention <laughs> to the man behind the curtain. I'm always very intuitive when it comes to this point sure, in the podcast. You can feel I feel it. Like. Yes. Yeah. We've, been, we've done 250. You can just sense it. Yeah, I can. Uh, so the guy Chris said, uh... Clifton James. Clifton Jeremy James. London. Jerry London. Do uh, we have to do any... He's a twin. twin. Yeah. He's a twin. He is? Yes. With that other one. With the other Jason twin. Jason London. Jason London. Yeah. London. Like James. Josh. <laughs> what the other one is? Jeremiah. Uh, but the the guy who basically runs the... Uh, the floor boss. The floor boss. Thank you. Floor uh, Walker. And he's breaking down to them all the rules once they once Paul Newman arrives at the, at the camp. And... Pretty much everything, if you if you don't follow this rule, if you don't follow that rule, if you don't follow any of these rules, you spend the night in the box. Perfect. There's no smoking in the prone position in bed. To smoke, you must have both legs over the side of your bunk. Any man caught smoking in the prone position in bed spends the night in the box. All right. <clears throat> I can run down the rules, no problem. Run them down. There's no smoking in the prone position in bed. To smoke, you must have both legs over the side of your bunk. Any man caught smoking in the prone position in bed spends a night in the box. Phew. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, did nice work. Thanks. Well done. I like the rhythm of it. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It is. Got really into it. Got really into it. Got trouble right here. Yep. <laughs> right here in River City. <laughs> the capital T. It rhymes with P and it stands for pool. That stands for pool. Spend the night in the box. <laughs> I love movie mashups. Um, oh, my turn to give Lizzie a line. Yay! Lizzie. Yes? I think I have to give you the line from this movie. The most 
quoted line? Like, the, the most well-known line. The you most, think this is the most well-known line in the movie? I do. What you're going to give me. What I'm going to give you. put in my hands this, the most well-known line from your favorite movie. Yes, yes. Starring yes. Brad. <laughs> Starring Brad, because he loves hard-boiled eggs. I'm giving you the line that is so famous, Guns N' Roses put at the beginning of a song. Civil War. Struther Martin saying, what we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So, you get what we have here today, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. And then there's one more line. I don't remember it. <laughs> That's not what I want for you men, or something like that. In the Guns N' Roses song, is it the yeah. whole one? Or just uh, the except for that last, it, it ends at some men you just can't reach. Okay. So you get what we have here today, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I think there it ends, I think. And then they whistle, uh, Johnny Comes Marching Home. Okay. Like, for all you people who don't know Johnny Comes Marching Home. It's a and great little song. Take us the first few bars of the song. Yeah. Just from the listening um, that goes in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like some piano. There's like rain falling in the back of the song. I, I love the rain. Picture. Yeah. All right, let's do this. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week. Which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. And I don't like it any more than you, man. All right, Lizzie Donaldson here with her world famous Struther Martin impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> what we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it any more than you, man. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad, Lizzie. Good. good stuff. Yeah, I think you sold yourself a little short. Yeah. Whew. I'm pretty tall. Yeah, <laughs> you're pretty tall. For those not watching the live stream, I am pretty tall. She's yeah. tall. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. I can confirm. Lizzie. Do you have a line you'd like to give Brad? Yeah, I wish I picked a more difficult one. I know we were going to fuck each other over the last episode with monologues. I didn't realize. I don't consider <laughs> fucking each other over at all. But all right, I, indulging, I, indulging ourselves. Mm. I, I want to give Brad, I don't know, the second? What would you say is the second most quoted line? Ooh, from this movie? Yeah. Luke Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh -huh. uh -huh. says his name. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, I think it's nobody can eat 50 eggs. Oh. Yeah, probably. Probably? Or is that just like what sticks out to me in my... Like, I I don't know. I thought that was big. That's pretty big. Why do, the only thing I'm... You're probably right. Why did I feel like there's one other line that I'm... It's all the lines in the movie. Yeah. Well, it's fa it's more famous scenes, I feel like, than... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. The 50 eggs line. Yeah. Was it all world shaker, cool hand Luke... Oh, right. George Kennedy line towards the end. Um, I've done enough world shaking. Send me a postcard. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a great yeah. one. I've never planned anything in my life. It's a pretty good one. But. But. It's eggs today. <laughs> it's eggs. Brad loves eggs. We're going to give him 50 eggs. Oscar winning George Kennedy. Here Makes we go. Sense. I love eggs. I can eat 50 eggs. 
Nobody can eat 58. You just said he could eat anything. You gotta eat 58. Nobody ever eat 50 eggs. Hey, Babalugas, we got a bet here. My boy says he can eat 50 eggs, he can eat 50 eggs. Yeah, but how long? All right, Brad. Give us that George Kennedy Oscar-winning performance. Dragline. Nobody can eat 50 eggs. You ever eat 50 eggs? If my boy says he can eat 50 eggs, he can eat 50 eggs. All right. All right, get that face. Yeah, there you go. That's a nice register, Brad. <coughs> register. That register. You've been registered. <laughs> register that register. Good one, Brad. Thanks. Uh, great job, buddy. Thank you. And there it is, our final first impression. How about that? In the yeah. books. Yeah. Well, guys, you can put the scorecards to the side as soon as you're done scoring, because we are getting into our open forum discussion we like to call scene work. Of course, if it's not readily apparent, we are an optimistic podcast, so we will start things off optimistically. Do-do-do-do! Best scene! What's the best scene in Cool Hand Luke? <sighs> Boy. Uh, definitely a few options here, quite honestly. Um, I, well, uh, does anybody have a definitive one? Oh, I mean, I guess... My favorite scene is probably the ditch digging. Oh, interesting. That probably doesn't even when make they my top break three. Cool Hand Luke. Wow. When they break Luke Jackson. I find it... Completely heartbreaking it's when they're like, <laughs> get your dirt out of Boss mm -hmm, Keen's ditch. Mm -hmm. And then he does it, and then they're like, what are you doing all this dirt on my land? Get it yeah, out of here. And he's just like, I don't know. And he puts it back, and they have him redig his grave again. And like, he tell him to fill it in again, and he can't do it. And they just kick him down in there, and he's laying in his grave. And they just make him, they just beat him. Uh, all the while, all, all through the digging, Harry Dean Stanton is uh, playing uh, his guitar. He goes, Midnight Special, uh, Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold My Body Down. Um, and then... Um, One more. Yeah. He stops oh, when he breaks. Cotton Fields Back yeah. Home. Um, he does that one and he slows and he stops when finally Luke breaks and is begging for his own life. And please, boss, don't ever hit me. Uh, it's... Man... That scene sticks with me so much. It's it's great. I, and I love it. Uh, it probably just edges out the other scene, I'd say. It's my favorite. Hmm. Well, what is it going to be? Well, why don't you guys say your yeah. best scenes and we'll see. I, okay. So there's... Uh, I have a hard time with this one because there's two scenes... Well, almost three scenes I think of when I think about this movie, two are kind of connected for me, and I'm actually going to say those, which is the conversation with his mother, mm -hmm. and then playing the banjo later. I know they're separate, mm -hmm. but I kind of connect they're the great. two. Yeah. They're my top because it's four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's his last conversation with his mother, who kind of... They're only separated by the egg scene, I believe. Uh, there's a couple scenes in couple between, scenes? Okay. but it is his last conversation with his mother, and then finding out his mother has died. Mm-hmm. And plays the song... Plastic uh, Jesus. Plastic Jesus, yeah. Virgin Mary assuring me I wasn't going to hell. Um, which is the lyrics of that. And plays very well as, like, he had a mother who... He never knew his father. And she was the one who raised him. And this scene of... Her... Uh, making amends is not the right 
phrase per se, but kind of explaining them kind of having their last conversation. Her kind of coming to terms with why she was a good mother to him in certain ways, and then not as good of a mother to his brother. Uh, he is her favorite. Yeah. yeah, like kind of admitting this, like ad- admitting that she had a favorite, which right. is an interesting concept for a parent. Um, it's very weird, or not weird, but I feel like that's not a conversation pa- you see parents have in movies a lot, where it's like I really did have like admitting to really having a favorite and feeling the need to make up to make it up to the other sibling by giving them the house. Yeah. Um, and then her line uh, also, you know, I don't care what you're doing when you get out because I'll be I dead. I love that line. It's such a good dead. line. It's just like, I don't even care. Yeah. Whatever. This is it. <laughs> the, I remember the first time seeing this movie and I knew the egg scene was in it. And that was, and that scene's great. And I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. But this is, this scene and him playing that banjo after she passes away stuck with me. Yeah. For weeks after I saw it for the first time. I loved both. I thought both those scenes did such a great... You have two scenes to set up their entire relationship. Mm-hmm. And really one scene to set up their entire relationship and the other for him to react to her passing. And I just loved it. And I thought Newman playing that banjo with that single tear rolling down his face oh, is... yeah heartbreaking and beautiful and just, ah, it's the scene that always I think about when I think of this movie. Yeah. And he pauses and all the, and breaks in all the right times when singing the song and he doesn't do it perfectly. Um, yeah. I I love that he doesn't play it perfectly. No, he's not great. Like he's not great at it, but he just, he knows it. This was the other thing I was talking about. Uh, this was the other scene, the plastic Jesus scene. Um, the reason I think I choose the ditch digging over is because like, I think this fits. I love the plastic Jesus scene, uh, but it, I, I like the sequence of events that it fits in more as a whole. So, like, it's just right after the, he's questioning his faith in the rain. And then he comes home and finds out that his mom has died. And he, like, kind of has already, since he doesn't have any more faith, he's like, oh, I'm just sitting here talking to myself in the rain. Finds this. So he's he's already lost his brother, too, because his brother gives him the banjo and says, here, now you have nothing to come back for. Yeah. Um, and so he has nothing left. So that's the turn in him to go and break out. But then he even has to spend the night in the box afterwards. See, I think that's the turn in him. I don't I think, think the turn in I'm, is his mother dying. I, I wrote think, that too. Yeah. Do you think he tries to escape if they don't punish him for his mother's death? I don't. Yeah. Really? I, I think, think that is the turn. He serves okay, out yeah, his yeah. two years and, and he gets out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think but because he has nothing because, else to lose anymore. Yeah. Trying to escape. Well, and even when he gets put in the box and the guy says, you know, it's just my job, whatever, calling it your job, don't make it right, boss. Like, this is... Yep. That's what you reminded have... me of the uh, current events. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. For sure. Like, they, like, they wronged him here. They did something unnecessarily 100%. terrible to him. Where he is a crook and he kind of almost feels he deserves to be here, but they took this too far and now I'm out. Yeah. Lizzie? Yeah, good, good... Good, good job so far. Um, the <laughs> scene that um, I well, I do want to talk about eggs, but a pin in that. <laughs> I always want to talk about eggs. That I need you, Brad. Brad, let go. <laughs> um, <laughs> the scene that stuck with me the first time that I saw it very much is when he comes back the second time after they get the magazine and he tells them that it was a lie. It was a fo- mm. it was a fake photo. He spent a week's pay on it. 
because then, you know, the dream crumbles. And that's, like, what you want the movie to be. And that's why it's kind of funny to be watching it a second time where I was like, oh, man, I really thought it was about him, like, escaping. But it's not. And that's what you want and it's what the guys want, but it's not what it is. And that's the moment where, in my first time watching it, I was surprised that that wasn't, that that wasn't a real photo. I was like, look at him, he's made it. He got back, and I figured he'd be brought back. He'd be like, oh, I had a time out there, or like, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, but it's not. It's all a lie. So I, I love that moment. I think it's great. And maybe a bigger metaphor for the movie. Yeah, I I love that moment, too. I love when he's like, quit living through, yeah, quit yeah. putting Get all this on. Get out yourself, off. you know, if you yeah. want to know so bad. You bring this up, and it makes, and it was a question I asked myself in this movie, and it's probably not a complicated answer, but why don't they show him getting caught? The first two times. The first time, I actually love it because it's an anticlimax. He says he's in a nice car, and a cop just pulls up beside yeah. him, yeah. and he just like completely idiotically captures him again. And he even makes a joke about it. He's like, like he's probably a lieutenant. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such a just dumb happenstance that he was able to get caught there. Um, the second time, probably because of the brutality. Yeah, it's just an, it's an and, interesting choice, and I think it's to keep you on in the prison so that you're hoping he's gone just like all the other guys are hoping he's gone that's giving them their light to their their hope to exactly. keep living that, that's, it keeps up the lie and you gotta keep in that illusion because we don't technically see him die either no but we know he's going to but like that's the thing at the end with dragline tells them all he's like ah oh, i saw him smiling he was back in the police car smiling he doesn't say he died he just said he was smiling they're like wow he was smiling even through that ah well, uh, you yeah. know that old luke smile I mean, he, you do hear the like doctor or the the. You know, oh yeah, but that's some hour away. He'll never make it. Right. Yeah. I, my only but, reason, I yes, I, I think you're right. Is that the reason they don't show it is because they keep you, because the prisoners don't see like don't see right. how it happens. It's more interesting that way. Just I guess the only reason I truly ask is because you do see him escaping. You do see him running. You do see him doing all these things where it does has nothing to do with yeah. the prisoners. True. And I just thought it was an interesting choice. Not well, that it, it is an interesting choice. Yeah. Helps build up the legend of Cool Hand Luke by seeing some of the actions he can do. By, like, being and smart enough to jump back and forth remember. over the fence. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of what I thought the answer was. It's, like, to show... Because that shows his weaker... Like, you, in their minds, in the prisoners' minds, you want to see him as always at his strongest. Yeah. And you don't want to see that weak moment. Of course. So they don't want to show us that. Week, yeah, no. in the when they tell his stories, they'll talk about how oh they like he sprinkled the pepper for the dogs, like well, all that stuff, and they're like yeah they, they brought him back. And they'll gloss over that part and then get to the of next course. time he escaped. Yeah, but man, he was out there yeah, for yeah. so long. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. you're totally right. Yeah, just something I wanted to bring. Yeah, up. it's great. Uh, um, honorable mention. Um, Fifty eggs. Fifty eggs is so much fun. Fifty eggs is so much fun. Great scene. It is such a silly scene, and Paul Newman is so good in it. Like he's just eating eggs, and you just see him go through it. You know, it's so fun when they're walking him around, like holding him up and walking him around, just shoving eggs. Just shoving. I I crack up for that entire sequence. It's really just well done. It's it's so much fun. It's a beautiful thing too, where it's like these guys have nothing. Yeah. Like, no this entertainment whatsoever, and this is the most entertaining thing they've ever seen. And I also love when it's done, years. it's over. Like, now we're done, and they just leave. Clear <laughs> out. Just, like, clear yeah. out. Yeah. Just walk away. And I, I do love that uh, you think he's done, down for the count when he still has, like, 20 eggs left. Oh, yeah. And then they find out that they have all the money in the whole prison. Yes. And then he suddenly, like, a smile comes across his face, and he sits down and he gets right back to yeah. eating eggs. It's, uh, it's such a fun, like... Hustle yeah, yeah, you that Dragline yeah. and Luke kind of like played into. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also want to say 
classic high on film, something to point out. Great trunk acting. Opening scene. Great trunk acting. Paul Newman, drunk as fuck, cutting off heads, uh, cutting off the heads of parking meters. His little chat with the police and the laugh is so funny and yeah, so good. Like you'd swear he's terrific. Three sheets to the wind. I it does it does make me frame this film in a little bit of a more if you think of it from a military perspective, like this is a soldier that came back from being a war hero, so to speak, and then didn't know what to do with his life. Yeah. So he gets bored and drunk every night and lands in prison and then eventually dies. Like that's kind of a bigger story too that's there and yeah. not really directly addressed, but it's certainly why this all happens. That's I wrote that down too. Like right at the beginning, I was like, man, I, it's been a while since I've seen this movie all the way through. Why? Why does he do this? He, he says, "Settle, settle in an old score," I suppose. Yeah, with, that's all he says about it. Yeah, well, he says he's well when they well when they introduce him at the prison. Yeah, and he's just like, what. Well, well, he tells uh, the captain. Yeah. He was like uh, something about like, well, a small town, not much to do, or something like that. But then later, when he's talking to the yeah, other prisoners, he says, "Well, set, settle in an old score, I suppose." Like, and that's all he says. So whether it's with yeah, the I mean, police, I feel like it's there, with the man, yeah, yeah, exactly, of course, yeah, yeah. But I do think it's. Uh, I think you're totally right. It's about this guy who's come back and has nothing. Yeah. So what's the point? Might as well just go around Good and knocking up, knock yeah. meters off. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, if there's a best scene, that must mean worst, worst scene. scene. What's the worst scene in Cool Hand Luke? Um, I mean, because of the time, certainly mm-hmm. the car wash scene is the worst and un- unnecessary. It's, silly. it's also like my least favorite catalyst into a good scene, which is the reason that they get into this the fight that um, Dragline and Luke get into the fist fight outside, which is wonderful and mm-hmm. a wonderful scene, is because he won't stop talking about Lucille and Luke tells him to shut up. And he's like, well, I'm going to fight you tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I wish that were a cooler inciting incident for that other than something that is not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's definitely uh, of the time, dated. Certainly, of course. And, and that's why long. it's like... And too long. It's too long. And, like, I think they're trying to make it, like, kind of funny in going too long. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Baby. Because, I mean, those shots get more and more ridiculous as you go. I mean, we were literally laughing at them. Yeah. Because it's so it's, Of course. Yeah. The it's top. so absurd. Well, and there's, like, shots that the prisoners don't see. Like, there's one in the car window when her oh, yeah. are pressing from up against like, the glass. Yeah, driver's side yeah, yeah, where it's like, they can't see this yes, from over there. totally. Um, I will say, I do think... I like the event in the movie because it does, especially, again, for the time, sure. shows, the thing one, is, what they're being deprived of, and then, two, it's followed by a very violent shower fight, which I think is definitely a stand-in for sexual frustration that leads to oh, prison 100%, shower rape. 100%. 100%. And I think that is to add to the, like, terrible conditions of this prison. Yeah, I gotta okay. say. Okay. I, yeah, um, I feel like it's a little bit of a stretch. I don't okay. the conditions are that terrible in that prison. Well, no, I think it's what it is they're not showing at the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Aside from the box and all that stuff. My right. feeling Well, was... that's right after the first guy gets in the box, too. Right. So it's like you're still showing kind of like the bad parts of this from a 1967 I, Yeah, I don't think it's the worst scene when it, the year, like, when it comes out. Okay, yeah, yeah. But so today it is. That's why it's like, oh. Andrew, that today it is, I don't think when it comes out it is. Which is interesting because then I don't know what the worst scene is. Yeah, the car. I do think the car <laughs> wash scene, like I actually like that it gets to the point where uh, George Kennedy can't stop talking about it to the point where it's like this is ridiculous, man. Just shut mm-hmm. up. 
and Luke finally has that moment of, you're, you're ruining it. Like, this, just, yeah. just quit doing this to the guys. This is more torture than it is fun. Payoff for anyone, yeah. And I like that moment. The problem is, I would have been fine with that moment, and I think that moment still plays if that seems shorter, and if we don't have another, like, almost five minutes of George Kennedy, like, rambling about this girl washing the car. Like, you can you still have that moment with Luke kind of shutting him down in a certainly a different way and even if we do the car thing a shorter car scene and less of George Kennedy harping on it for another five minutes afterwards mm -hmm. but it's probably the worst scene if you pull that scene out of this movie this movie changes nothing okay it's still just as good it's true and it makes it a little shorter which I'm never opposed to sure yeah and yeah you don't lose sure, anything you don't miss it nope mm. uh, you know I was fully prepared today to come in and say that it was the Christ pose at the end of the fifth sure. egg scene. Yeah. It feels so overwrought, especially with everything else that you have in this movie already kind of showing him as this Christ-like yeah, figure in a Christ tale. Yeah, it might be the most tale. ridiculous shot, but, but do you, is that a scene, though? Well, no, it's not. And I'll tell you, I found something that bugged me a little more this time. Oh. Uh, and it's going to be still opening your eyes. Uh, it's the smile flashbacks at the very end when I George Kennedy feel you on that. is giving his, like passing on the legend of Cool yeah. Hand Luke. And you're cut, instead of giving George Kennedy, Oscar winning supporting actor George Kennedy for this film, instead of giving him his moment on camera, you're cutting to flashbacks from the film of Paul Newman smiling, which is nice, but you should just have George Kennedy spreading the word totally. with everyone gathering around to hear the tale of Cool Hand Luke and then maybe cutting to that last photo one yes. more time without the zoom in of the eye. Part of me wonders if, like, it almost, the way they film it and with it being, uh, base, it, it almost seems like it's ADR. Like, they just kind of add it in after the fact because mm -hmm. you don't really ever see him kind of talking to the group. I wonder if that was not filmed you and they just, went back don't you see, aren't they in a circle sitting it outside? Kind of it are, starts that way, but, but then it goes right into the But they like cut away. As soon as he talks about it, he was given that. Maybe you're right. It's an added ending. It because goes right up until he says they drove him away in a police car and he was smiling. And then it cuts to that all old Luke smile. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you come right into the montage. Part of me wonders if this movie was original originally ending. intended to end with him just driving away in that cop car. Or or they drove him away and he was smiling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I love that. I would have liked that better too. I also. It's bothersome because yes, I agree. If you're gonna give him a monologue, give him give him the monologue. But also, he's flashing back to things that George Kennedy wasn't there for, like the meters. And Not like, the meters, but the other stuff. He is like most of them are prison camp smiles. Sure, prison camp smiles. Hashtag prison camp smiles. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Decided not to make a joke about that. <laughs> Good instincts. Thank you. Thank you. There it is. That is the theme song for our final podcast game. It's time for Milkin' It. We're each going to draw a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. An unsaid card will give you a new way to reimagine the events uh, that happen in Cool Hand Luke. Uh, reduce, recycle, uh, reuse any of the characters, thematics, plot lines, imagery, whatever you'd like to take and salvage from this film. Uh, to fit the parameters of your card, we'll need a title and a quick summary from each one of us for a total of zero to five points. That is two and a half dams, if you're, for those of you keeping track. <laughs> Keep track of dams at home, it's <laughs> yeah. two and a half. Two and a half. 
All right, one last time. Let's break out this old Hollywood relic. And I believe it is my turn to go. No, yes, my turn. To no, Lizzie's turn to go first. She went first. You yeah. went first. No, my turn. To go yes, first. I was right the first time. Chris's turn. You're you're silently right the first. I was silently right the first time. You didn't say anything, but you kind of pointed. That's how I always play. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see here. How about his musical? Oh, well, there you go. There we go. Yeah. Cool Hand Luke That's the musical. Great. Musicals are some, those are always, maybe my favorite Milk Hand card. Yeah. It's musical. All right, I'm picking now. Lizzie. I've selected martial arts film. I can see that. I'm going to make you see it. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, that's exciting. Yes. And Brad. All right. And I got a prequel. A prequel. Yes. All right. How Cool Hand Luke got started. Yes. Love it. Excellent. All right, guys. Well, we are going to take our final break of High On Film uh, and come right back with three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment one more time after this. And we're back right in the middle of milking it for Cool Hand Luke. Hi, on film. Here we are. Who's kicking it off? Me. I am. You're kicking away. With a musical. You know, a man with nothing selling a community on, on hope and belief. You know, it reminds me a lot of Music Man. Oh, yeah. So we're going to follow that, that structure a little bit, all right? So we start off with um, Too Big for This Small Town. Uh, which is Luke and some policeman, you know, when he's drunk, cutting the heads off the parking leaders. Uh, then we cut into uh, Taking It Off Boss. It's a little more of the work song sung by Dragline and the, and the guys on the line. Oh, yeah. So they're popping off their shirts. Stripping. Yeah, Stri the stripping, stripping song. Stripping song. And then it also... Uh, Taking It Off Boss is the great name for a song. Yeah, yeah. And it also leads into the end of the work day, too. Oh, sure. So now we're taking it off, boss. We're, we're leaving... Um, then we jump to the back to the camp where we get uh, the lineup. Luke mm -hmm. being brought in. It's uh, the song "War Hero Luke." Uh, it's by the Captain Luke and Ensemble. Nice. Are in this one. Real nice. Kind of going over everyone's little rap sheets. I feel like this is gonna happen. All right. Yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get to our our trouble stand-in, which is a night in the box, sung by uh, the Floor Walker. Yeah. Yeah, Night in the Box. Do this, the Night in the uh, Box. Right song, here in River City. Yeah. It's such a great rhythm already. Uh, then we get to um, our Mary and the Librarian song, mm -hmm. which is going to be Lucille, sung by Dragline. Mm -hmm. They all pant and gyrate over mm -hmm. this girl washing her car. Great visual. Uh, then we get to our first big dance number, The Fist Fight, uh, which also gets into a little bit of like... Um, Sometimes, you know how dance numbers have like a little bit of vocal piece, but it's not a full song? Yeah. So it's like, like stay down, stay down. That's what it's and called. Like, fist fight slash stay down. Okay. Um, so okay. that's by the ensemble while they get in the fist fight between Dragline sure, like and Cool Hand Luke. like a West Side Story, they call the, yes. the, the fight in the song. Yeah, but I'm trying to stay on the music, man. No, no, of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> Steering away, God, Lizzie, how dare yeah. you give people context. Um, then we get into uh, Nobody Eats 50 Eggs, mm -hmm. which is our 76 trombones of this musical. Uh, so it goes from the bet to uh -huh. following through the whole egg eating. Um, then of course, our, our already built in Good Night My Someone, 
plastic Jesus. Mm-hmm, Luke mm-hmm, gets mm-hmm. to sing that after he finds out his mom dies. Uh, then we get the next big dance number. It's the first escape, which then also leads into the second escape. Um, and then the magazine and the picture being mailed back. And uh, that song's called A True Vision of Paradise, which is our Shapoopy. So it's all the guys <laughs> having fun in the camp, like, the true vision of paradise. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Fantasizing about Luke being free. Uh, of course, he's brought back. Um, <clears throat> uh, digging a Grave is our digging scene. And then we get the, the final soliloquy. escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get a Hamlet soliloquy <laughs> there. Um, and then we get into our final escape with Dragline. And um, it's the song's called A Real Hard Case, which mm. Luke sings alone in the church before he's killed. And then we get back to the camp where Dragline is telling the story of Cool Hand Luke. The song, Cool Hand Luke, as he sings with the ensemble to the boys all around, passing on the story of their savior. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, and it's called Luke 37. Okay, yeah. Okay. He's the number, number 37. 37. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get their little, you know, overt Bible message to or whatever yeah, that totally. passage is. That's very good. Thanks. That's excellent. Thanks. I would see it and probably buy the album. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. It's still on Spotify. The music could be really good. Yeah. You're going to want this on vinyl. Yeah. All right, Lizzie, you have a martial arts film Oh, for I us. sure do. Oh, I'm excited. You're going to like this. I can't wait. I hope. <laughs> okay. Luke, instead of uh, being a war hero like in the original film, he ha- he is undeniably the best Martial arts fighter. Martial arts fighter. Martial arts fighter. Martial arts fighter in the country. No one farts like him. He has defeated everyone. There's nothing left for him, right? So where does he go from here? He gets drunk and he starts roundhouse kicking stop signs. Oh, man. <laughs> awesome. Great start. So, Boy. Great still municipal start. property. He gets sentenced to two years for destroying <laughs> property and causing car accidents, probably in the morning. Probably, yeah. Um... Okay, so he, uh, in prison, he meets Dragline. There's a lot of hubbub when Luke shows up, of course, this famous martial arts fighter. Because Dragline, before he was locked up, was the greatest martial arts fighter of all time. Possibly of all time. He's the one that is held up, but he's locked up now. And, like, now he's just this big legend. So now we've got the current best martial arts fighter and the legendary martial arts fighter in prison together. We still keep the weird... I guess, well, we can put whatever we want instead of the car washing, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's your movie, Dragline. Dragline, Dragline uh, heard he was in for uh, karate chopping gumball machines. They, I uh, love that line. Yeah, <laughs> they fight over Lucille, and they get into this big fist fight, of course, which is, instead of a fist fight, it's just some, like, sick karate moves. Um, Luke does a lot better than he does in the film. Like, he, he sure. really lands... A couple of hits. A couple of hits, yeah. and especially his signature roundhouse kick. You want to use on all the stop signs? Want to use on all the stop signs? Yeah. That's the kick. Uh, Dragon ultimately wins, and he embarrasses Luke, but uh, you know he earns his respect. He rubs his jaw. He's walking away, and he says, "Hey, sick kick, Luke." Mm. <laughs> so his respect is earned, and they start training together. <laughs> um, there's going to be a big showdown. Uh, after some lip from Luke with the man with no eyes, there's going to be a big showdown. There's going to be a big fight between Luke and the man with no eyes to see who ultimately is in charge here at the prison. Yeah. You think you're so tough? I'm going to fight you. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> so, Dragline and Luke train. 
Um, things are going well. Sick montages. But then Luke's mom dies. <laughs> and they punish him for it by sticking him in the box. Mm-hmm. He breaks him a little. Not fully. He tries to run away and he's caught. And he's put back in the box. And then No Eyes pulls him out of the box in the morning and says, guess what? Fights today. We're fighting today. Yes. Yeah. Pushing it up. Um, Luke, full of emotion. His mom just dies in the box. It's just it's too much. He wins the battle. It's like torture him. Making him dig the ditch, fall the back, you know, oh, just yeah. just doing it to him, just really digging it in. So they break Luke, um, and then Luke plots his revenge by stealing the car and driving away. Dragline hops in, and they run away together, and they open a new dojo together in Canada. No, no, no they get away. <laughs> they get in away. Canada. Can't, well, they got to get out of the country. Okay, I didn't realize it was taking place in the United States. Still, I was thinking it could be. Oh, it could be anywhere. Well, they, they get out of the, they get out and they start a new dojo together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. And what's your title? Oh, sick Kick Luke. Sick Kick Luke, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta be. Gotta be Sick yeah. Kick Luke. Great job, Lily. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. Have you ever seen Ip Man? No. Down Why, the they end? take my idea? A little bit. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Dudes in like prison and. No shit. Yeah, they, uh,. Anyone Ip who wants Man? to fight, yeah, Ip Man. It's Donnie Yen. It's what made him famous. Oh. The guy, the blind uh, force priest from uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's his, yeah. He has a trilogy of kung fu films, martial arts films, I don't know if it's quite kung fu, called Ip Man. They're quite awesome. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's very good. A little similar. All right, well. But good for you. I'll be. It's a very successful franchise. Filing a suit. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs> Brad Davis. Yes. A prequel. A prequel. Take us back in time, my friend. Well, Luke is a smooth talker, you see. And <laughs> coming up in school, uh, Luke uh, got through school passing with his charm rather than with his grades. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to move on, he didn't really have many options. So uh, he decides to join the army and go to the war. Right before he leaves, he meets... This girl of his dreams, the last night before he leaves, they have this beautiful night together, but he says he has to go, and he'll write her every day. Um, While in the war, he kills a lot of men. He sees some of his best friends killed. it, It breaks him inside. He's constantly given opportunities to move up in ranks, but he... Uh... Always undercuts himself in some way by acting out or doing something so he doesn't get more responsibility and doesn't get more. He doesn't want the responsibility of this war. He already feels too much is on his shoulders and feels uh, too guilty about it to then be moving higher up and having to put more people into harm's way. So he constantly acts out in order to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, finally, the war ends and he goes back home uh, and his girlfriend is there, still there, but can't, uh, he can't bring himself to emotionally invest in anybody before, uh, anymore, and he can't, um, he, he's too broken inside to commit to any type of relationship, whether it's with the girlfriend or even, uh, with his mother, with his brother, like, every, he has isolated himself from pretty much everybody around him in one way or another, and now he's, this drives him to drinking and he's basically alone and drunk all the time. And on a night when he finally determines that he has a talk with God at the bar and hasn't, and gets no response. And he finally realizes he has nothing left. So he grabs a couple to go beers, grabs his pipe cutter and says, he's got some unfinished business and walks out. 
All right. At the bar. Nice. Drunk as a skunk. Drunk as a goddamn skunk. And your title? Uh, it's actually a quote from the movie that I oh. thought. Uh, but your uh, movie? A different movie. <laughs> it's a quote from Speed, starring Keanu Reeves. Okay. Yeah. And, and Dennis Hopper. Hopper. And Dennis Hopper. Is it the same together. universe? Same universe. <laughs> Howard Payne from Speed is actually the same guy in the Chain Gang. I'm kidding. Baba the Lutes or whatever his name is? Uh, but uh, Dragline calls Luke at one point in the movie, uh, which is what my title is, A Crazy Handful of Nothing. Nice. Oh. Very nice. I actually like that, especially in the, the like, fistful of dollars for a few dollars more, good, bad, and the ugly, cool hand Luke. Yeah. What and is a, it? A crazy handful of nothing. Crazy handful of nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I like that. Yeah. Baba Lagats is the Dennis Hopper's name in Cool Hand Luke. Baba Lagats. Baba Lagats. Great name. Wow, great job, guys. Yeah, great really final milking it. Great. Yeah. Great idea. Really, really impressed. Hollywood, you're welcome. Yes, yes. Please, Hollis. once you're done scoring, pass your scorecards to the front of the class for Ip Man. final edition. Come. Ip Man. Come to you. And uh, as we move into final edition, we must move into our pessimistic end of the show. Podcast regrets. Uh, let's start with uh, Cool Hand Luke podcast regrets. Anything from Cool Hand Luke you regret saying or not saying during the duration of this show? I mean, I know mine is... Um, uh, we didn't mention a scene I, I really didn't come to appreciate after all the times I've seen this until tonight. When Luke and Dragline first exchange lines. And uh, they're like, oh, you don't have a name until Dragline gives you a name. Yeah. And uh, uh, Luke... Call no ears. Yeah, calls him no, ear, no ears, but then uh, Luke calls Dragline boss in a real yes, pointed I way. I, I loved it. Yeah. And it's what made my ears perk up first. And then he's just like... Uh, yeah, you listen, he's like, well, I hadn't heard much worth listening to. Just a bunch of guys laying down a bunch of rules and regulations. And him equating Dragline to the bosses mm -hmm. and everyone else, and he does it a few more times before Dragline actually switches over, mm -hmm. is so interesting to me, and I don't think I've ever noticed it, uh, that he is rebelling against anything you got. Right, yeah. Rules and regulations and any guy who's trying to tell him what to do or boss him around at all. Right. And I just, I, I didn't realize, you know, that calling him boss was really pointed and really stuck with me this time. Good so. regret. I also noted that too, this time. I can't believe I didn't mention it. It's all in best scene. Uh, yeah, I guess my regret for this movie is actually, Lizzie, you brought it up and you're milking it, is the boxing scene. Because mm. I think it is such a great scene. And... This time watching it, I kind of, not that I didn't notice it before, but I think that uh, Luke, uh, are we supposed to think he's letting him whoop his ass? No. No. Like, I think, uh, see, this is the first time where I think we are. Because there's a couple times where Luke actually gets a couple, he's not, it doesn't seem like he's trying, and there's a couple moments where he actually shows signs of being really technically sound as a boxer. Like, he actually takes the proper like stance and he actually lands a couple good jabs in, in a very like technically sound fashion where uh drag line, drag line drag line is just kind of throwing these really big haymakers that are really are very telegraphed and very easy to see coming and i actually think luke this time and i wanted i my regret is not discussing this more but i kind of felt this time that he's letting him whoop his ass that he wants the pain and he wants to be able to prove to these people that he can just keep getting hit and standing up again. Because there's a couple times in that scene where I'm telling you, he like puts his hands up and like actually looks like he was a 
boxer at some point. Do you think it's just because Paul Newman and George Wallace are bad actors? George, George Kennedy. Kennedy. George Kennedy. George, George Wallace, Wallace is a different guy. <laughs> George Kennedy are just there's terrible actors. Maybe, but this, I'm just joking. No, but there's a couple pointed moments Maybe. where he actually Correct. takes No no no, I was kind of half paying attention, quite honestly. But there's a couple points where he takes a a Yeah, yeah. A, a boxer stance. Yeah. And and lands a couple really like solid knocks on him without Swinging too hard. I, I feel like he wanted to get knocked out. I think maybe the happy medium is he knows he's going to get his ass kicked, but he doesn't care. But I think he does try. Yeah. And I mean, the point is that he's going to... I think he knows he's going to lose. He's going to lose, I but... I think that's part of it. it but he's going to lose. Well, like... I mean, he barely throws any punches. And he... Because he's... Dragline's knocking him in the head, he's man. Huge. Yeah. He's, he's like, like twice his size. Him, yeah. yeah. Stop him in the face, man. I'm just saying. All right, all right. It's something to talk about. I read that scene differently this time. Yeah, good. Something to talk about. Lizzie? Yes. Any podcast regrets? Um. Yeah, I, I, what I thought was a sweet scene was when they all eat his dinner for him, his rice for mm, him. Plates mm. taken a spoonful. It's like his, like the uh, remind me of like Rudy at the end when they all throw in their jerseys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a really good comparison, yeah. actually. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think it's more of a little again like a Christ allegory of like this is my body. Right. Oh, sure. And then yeah. The beer later for the tarring is the blood. Right. Yeah, but no, that is really nice. Yeah. Especially that one dude, the first guy who takes it, takes like a huge, huge handful yeah, just, and just eats it right in front of the, the boss. Yeah, stands too. and looks at them and eats it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's a great mention. Um, I, God, I hate to do this. Uh, Lizzie, and please feel free to chime in if you have any, but sure. any series podcast regrets? regrets, series regrets? Oh, boy. Brad, I know we both teased that we'd have a few. Yes, we did. What do you got, man? Uh, well, there's certainly specific movies we never got to do that I regret. Lay them out, man. Uh, for me, certainly Godfather 1 and Godfather Part 2. And honestly, the full trilogy, so we could have just torn Godfather 3 apart. Because it deserves it. Um, we also did it with our friend Brendan Gallagher... In Macanuary, we never got to do Tiptoes. Oh, yeah. Which looks like the worst movie of all time. It has to be a train wreck, yeah. It looks so terrible. Uh, I also wish we would have got to do, in our one of our 10-episode runs, basically did 10 episodes in uh, roughly a weekend. Like, three days of just <laughs> 10 episodes, 10 movies watched, 10 podcasts recorded. You're a crazy man. I, you I wanted know, to do that? I did want to do that. Okay. I wanted to see yeah, how much we could take. Like, You're gonna want to leave a, hating this podcast. Like Uber marathon, <laughs> like yeah, the yeah. most Uber of marathons. Like watch ten movies in a matter of three days and podcasting everyone. Okay. <laughs> Good podcast regrets, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Um, mine are my third or fourth favorite film. We never did. Do the right thing. Oh. Would love to do that. Um, can't believe we never did Raging Bull or Taxi Driver. My two favorite Scorsese's. Two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Pulp fiction. Okay, yeah, I didn't cover all of your movie posters. Like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the jerk. The um, we didn't get to do Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, so I'm actually making my plea to maybe do that on Theranathon, or should I say, the Keanu review? Oh, and my plea would be to do Speed, but I feel like there might be a long line for that. that yeah, that might be a little, a little tougher, but maybe Bogus Journey. Maybe I can do that. Um, you know, I really regret that we didn't do Interstellar. Would have loved to oh. talk about that movie on here. Yeah. Math on film. Yeah, math on film. More math on film. Um, Sophie's Choice. 
I really wanted to do that. Maybe as our last movie, but oh well. Whatever. I'm glad you did. That's such a hard one. We referenced yeah. it so many times in the podcast. I want to see it. I've never seen you it. You can see it. I know, but I got to be in the mood. We can play all these games when we're done. Uh, we'll need we them. Just won't record it. Uh, I regret that we never got to do our double features that I wanted to do. Uh, Ants v. Bugs Life. Um, White House Down versus Olympus Has Fallen and Armageddon and Deep Impact. The big one. And of course, I am very surprised actually. I could have swore that we would have done Human Centipede or a straight up porno on this show. I'm sure someone would have been a sarcastic asshole and been like, let's do Debbie Does Dallas. Which of your guests would you think you would have picked the porno? Like, who did you see that? Who, I mean, which guests are you throwing out there right now? Russ Delilio or Dave Byrne, I think, both could have done something a little Very like quick. underhanded and sarcastic like that. Yeah, to sure. be like, you know what? You're, I get to pick anything? Here's what I'm picking. Those are good picks. Yeah. Yeah. Although any number of people. We've had so many guests on. Uh, and we never got to finish Harry Potter. Um, we did not. We only got to what? Goblet of Fire? I don't think we, we did. We did Goblet of Fire. Oh, we did do Goblet of Fire? Maybe. Oh. Maybe not. I don't think we did. No, we didn't do Goblet of Fire. We oh, well. did Ask a Band. There it is. Get it? Just as command? The first three. First yeah. Three. Up till as command. Yeah. As command. As command. <laughs> as command. Well, guys, I got the points tallied for both this podcast and the whole series as well. Uh, um, <laughs> Wait, really? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks to our super We did a lot fan. during that commercial break. We did. We did. Um, we have this very strange... Uh, Lizzie, I, this isn't the first time you've broken the rules on High on Film, but your scorecard... <laughs> Seems to be a little lopsided towards Brad and myself. So these scores seem to be a little unfair in their totals. Call the Axiom. Okay. Well, Lizzie, you came in third place. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Uh, a proper showing, though. 17.9 points. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, both Brad and I got impossible totals, uh, judging if you go by the rules. We got but bonus points. Brad, you came out with 38.65 wow, points. Brad, great job. To my, to my 39.1 points. So I so you win. I win this oh, podcast. How appropriate. How appropriate indeed. Um, and that makes the final total of High On Film. <laughs> I just skewed um, the last number so bad. All right, sorry. sorry. I, have, I have 53 wins. Total. Total. So you won in like six a seasons of High On Film. A fifth of the time. A fifth of the time. Seven episodes, I believe, ended in ties, in the winner being tied. I know we might have decided seven. some uh, beyond point values, but in point values, seven ended in ties. Wow. Brad, you won 60 episodes. Right. So if 60. we do that math. Uh, the guest, Lizzie Donaldson. Yeah. Of 11 Rep time guest. Representing. And, and representing. Full 250 episode uh, repre representative. You have won 125 times. What? Yeah. So that means the guests won more than you and me combined. Won. Yes. Yes. Mm. You guys don't know movies. No. Well, to be fair, they were always bringing their favorite movie or a movie they're very, very familiar with. Sometimes oh. movies we had never even seen before. It's insane. It's a lot of excuses. It is making. insane. Big numbers. Big, big Big numbers. numbers. Do you know what your points total, like actual <laughs> score? No. God, no. No. The only Denise, where were you? The only yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare. She did way too much stat keeping and, and record keeping. Right. She's off curating. Denise the, the intern, by the way. High on film. <laughs> Burn uh, out. Burn out. Curate the museum. <laughs> yeah, the museum. Thank you. Um, guys, that's it. That's the podcast, more or less. Um, uh, I know. Let's do some plugs first before we get into our, our, our final word. Final goodbyes. Mm. 
Um, so emotional. Lizzie Donaldson. Yeah. Thank you so much for being an integral part of this podcast. Thank for you being for the alpha me. and the omega. The show wouldn't be the same without you. You, you allowed us to. Do a lot of, of fun with this. I mean, I remember Big Chill you'd never seen before. You yeah. were first Oscar spectacular and truly one of the best friends of my entire life. Thank you. Guys, this has been so fun. I can't believe this era is over. It's so bizarre. I <laughs> I will look back on this very fondly. And, and thank you so much for including me. You've been here literally from beginning to end. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seen it through. Seen held it 100% it, held through. his hand as it, as it goes quietly into the night. Quietly into the night. <laughs> Off into the sunset. Uh, do you have anything um, you'd like to plug? Um, I'd like to plug a really great podcast that I um, tell a lot of people about. It's called Death at Sunset. <laughs> it is a comedy noir. It is so well written, incredibly well produced, like hell of a cast. Sounds amazing. You guys should really check it out. It's it's pretty darn impressive stuff. It sounds like it's from brilliant people. Yeah. Well, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not ever seldom. <laughs> Very sweet of you. <laughs> yes, thank you. You are truly the it's, best. It's yeah. seriously good. And if you're summer- listening to this and not noir, you're... you're you're missing a good half of the talent here. Thank you. And this summer, while, uh, you know, network TV isn't a hiatus, you should definitely catch up on Blackish. Catch up on Blackish. Yeah, you really should. That's coming back this it's fall. It's really good. I work there. They mm-hmm. let me work there, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. So you can watch that. Mm-hmm. Some quality stuff. Thank you, Lizzie. I love you. Thank ya. you, guys. I you love are, you so much. You are favorite person. We love you so much, buddy. Brad Davis. Thank you as always, my friend. Thank you, sir. What you got? Uh, at BD Always GP on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, I love you, Pittsburgh Pirates. My baseball blog you can find on my Twitter page or on uh, Tumblr. There it is. I'm at Cross Maxwell Across, your social media accounts. That's Chris Leno in place of the I. At High on Film is where you can find us. Um, guys, 250 episodes. 75 buzzed-off films make for over 300 hours of Brad and I talking about movies. Oh, you poor bastard. All available at highonfilm.com. So please feel free to indulge yourself whenever you'd like. Of course, the last 100 episodes are out on Apple Podcasts where you can still rate and review the show. Um, And yeah, follow us on Twitter, I guess, if you want. I don't know how much new Twitter stuff will be coming out of there. Until maybe one day. One day, maybe. Super high on film Super comes back. Super high on film comes back. <laughs> um, Brad, do you have any uh, final remarks here uh, before we take off? Yeah, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, say something. Um, so yeah, sitting behind these microphones has been for six years. Six years? About that. Six seasons. Yeah, six seasons. Five and a half years. 250 episodes plus buzzed off uh, has been uh, one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. And none of it would have been possible without uh, the man left to my right. <laughs> <laughs> Why has that never been said? Yeah, that? I know. I was, left to my right. Yep, I was saving that for it. But in all seriousness, uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. And that's to all our fans. And that's for somebody who's listened to one episode, to people who have listened to all 250. Uh, it truly wouldn't be possible without you i can't believe i even say that we have fans that's somewhat surreal to me in a lot of ways uh and yeah chris you uh were the person asked me to be on the show with you uh you put in the tireless work for the majority of the show 
putting it together each week for us and for everybody else. So I truly can't thank you enough for asking me to come along for this crazy ride that we took and uh, I will truly miss it. So to all our fans, to all our guests too, who put in about four hours at a time, four hours a pop to just come over, watch a movie with us and talk about it with us. We can't thank you enough. My only true regret is that we couldn't get every fan on the show at one point. So thank you to the fans. Thank you to the guests and Chris, thank you very much. Hey, a uh, pleasure, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, boy, yeah, you just took the wind out of my sails. That's everything I wanted to say. <laughs> uh, no, I'm mean, too good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, to listeners, um, thank you for indulging me. I mean, this was a a passion project to just get into podcasting that turned into a bigger thing than I ever imagined. Uh, and I thank you for joining me in one of my favorite things to do, which is watching movies with people that I'm lucky to call family, uh, friends, and colleagues. Thank you to all the guests uh, for sharing your love of movies with me. Thank you for your time and energy and laughs and stories. The show would be nothing without you. Mom, I love you. <laughs> Denise, seriously, we love you. You were our number one fan for sure. Thank you for sharing your posts and listening every single week. Um, and thank you for keeping the stats. Uh, your support means the absolute world. Brad Davis that God gave us. <laughs> Thank you for doing this with me. Uh, one of the greatest pleasures of my life, buddy. Uh, you've devoted countless hours uh, to this project. It's something of which I am incredibly proud and uh, one of the great joys of my life. You're the best co-host a guy could ask for. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know this show would have run as long if I didn't have you sitting next to me. It's been an honor. Thanks, dude. Hey, thank you. Guys, that's it. That's Ion Film for <laughs> another week. We may be back sometime in the future. But in the meantime, please, uh, yeah, just watch movies. That's that's all. And and let me know what you're like. Let me know what you watch. That's that's one of my favorite things, uh, to talk movies with people. And I'm so glad you shared a ridiculous amount of hours with me <laughs> doing it. Um, thank you so much, guys. See you around. Goodbye.